part three, uh, I'm going to try to do this in under a minute because there's nothing to discuss. Uh, the building is still cursed. <laughs> okay. People are moving out left and right. Hold on. Before we even talk about that, let, let's talk about cinematography and how oh, critical it is yes, to make a movie look I w- good. I, we were going to discuss that after I give him the breakdown of the story. But that's so, fine. Then give the breakdown. Yes. Same shit, different day. Building's cursed. People are trying to move out. Even the people that are moving out are fucking dying, okay? Um, okay. <laughs> what I didn't get. And we're talking about, are we, we talking about the Chicago building now? Yes, is it, is it same totally building. focused on that one? Okay. Yes, solely yeah. focused on that. There's a small family, a brother and his two sisters, no explanation of why there's no parents involved. And I, that, you know what gets me is, okay, so a, the, this Japanese girl, we don't know who she is or whatever, hears about all this stuff like that and hears about something going on in America, and she's going to fly out to America to see what's going on. Because she thinks she can stop the curse. Allegedly. Pro- <laughs> probably doesn't know any English realistically yes. if you understand how they're setting up the character. What are you talking about? She speaking the good English when she get there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like them speaking Japanese in two days. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Same it's logic. the opposite. She comes to America and all of a sudden she's speaking great English. Um, well. y- uh, you, you do get some cool deaths in this. Uh, what? Kind of. I got the, the the painted lady. That was kind of cool. I'll give you that. Yes, that was a good scene. That was a cool scene. Uh, some of them were really fucking terrible. Um, Toshio looks to be about a fourteen year old acting like a eight year old. Yes, he is so big, and it's not the same kid either. So they you. Yeah. Let me tell you something real quick that is going to come off really racist, okay? But I have no intention. We have. A, he's practically our nephew. We are so close with these people. We, they, he calls me Auntie Reina, okay? I have this nephew, quotation mark, that is a quarter Asian. Not even a quarter. He's like an eighth Asian. Uh, maybe 40% Hispanic and 40% white, and the rest is Asian, if that even maths. Okay, I don't math, okay? On. Let's be honest. This kid looks like Look, hold on. Because there's plenty of Mexicans that are very chinky in the eyes. Yes, I okay, but it's not just the eyes. He he looks like Toshio. Because you, you could pass as Japanese. Could I do I look like Toshio? Does Ben can okay. Benicio look like if Toshio? If you start speaking Japanese, someone could mistake you for being Japanese. Oh, arigato. <laughs> really? So our quotation mark nephew looks just like Toshio. What I am getting at with this discussion is they could have gotten a child that looked like Toshio. I want to bring something up real quick. I was debating on whether it included or not. So (laughs) watching the Japanese version of this movie, I felt really racist for like, (laughs) I want to say half of the movie. I could not tell several versions, several different characters apart. Like Hitomi and Rika both look the same to me in several parts of that movie. It's hard. It took a rewatch before I could tell the difference between the two of them. And I got online because I'd heard this before and Mm -hmm. I researched it. Watching the beginning of the movie. Tell us again how many Japanese people. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought I was like being super racist because I couldn't tell uh, Hitomi from Rika like at all. And I I know that this is a thing that I've heard about in the past. So I got online and and I, I found this article and it talked about how there's these different. They said that basically in your own culture, you're used to the, you know, seeing the faces of the people who are, you know, or or like you because you have to because of like safety reasons. Basically, you know, you have to know like friendly, you know, from or you know like hostile faces for like you know that sort of purpose. And so you get to know really well, like the be able to define like different faces from the people in your own culture. 
And it's across the board because they did a study and they took like, you know, black people, Asians, that's where, you know, and just different race, you know, across the board. And they could tell their own, you know, like faces better from their own culture than they could from all the other races. And, but they, they figured out that that changes if you immerse yourself in that culture. So like, you know, technically Urena, you would know Japanese faces better having been in that culture and because you have to, you know, start being able to pick up on like, you know, different little like cues and stuff like that because you're in it. Well, that's so the whole analogy is super true. Cause I remember growing up, like <laughs> if you ever grew up in a, like huge dense black communities, they always make the comment, all oh, you white people look the same. And it, I'm serious. It's a very true statement. I used to have black friends all the time that say that. Like, you, all you white people look the same. It's just like, and, and it's funny they would say that because they're like, well, all you guys look the same. <laughs> and it, But that's just how it is. And unless you're around a huge group of different, like, cultural or, or groups in general, that whole idea where you can't read the people that very good, their facial expressions, it's very true. Uh, to back this theory up, the other night we were watching a movie. I want to say it was Father's Day. And we were waiting for Noah. I think he went to the bathroom and we were waiting for him to get out. Well, uh, uh, a bearded, bald gentleman in a hoodie walked out. And we started following him. And it was neither my husband nor my daughter's father. <laughs> Who was also the same man. Uh, and it's like, he looked like my husband. <laughs> like, it was white man, bald, little husky, wearing a hoodie. <laughs> like they all look the same. They all look the same, and you know my da- my daughter's a little too white to be be acting like that. So <laughs> I've got a I've got a reverse uh, side of this story. I watched Dog Soldiers the other night, and like several of the characters are like you know from the British Isles, and like I swear there was two or three characters that could have interchanged themselves. Like their facial features are exactly the same, and they were white guys. And I'm just like, okay, it, I mean it's across the board. I yeah. mean it doesn't really matter. It's I just I haven't seen that movie in. So long, Dog um, Soldier. That's a hell of a good movie. Further, to further it go is. along with this, with this analogy or this, uh, I don't know, uh, the names—they have different names, but do they? They all sound <laughs> similar. Kayoko, yeah, Takako, uh, Miyoko. You ever seen that video that somebody made about what English sounds like to all the other people around the world? And it's this dude <laughs> no, just saying, this, "Is this a dude on the phone having a conversation, saying a bunch of random?" English words and it's hilarious to watch because none of it makes sense, but I can understand <laughs> if you're a foreigner listening, it that's what it sounds like. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's got the thing, but anyways, okay. So off of this tangent, well, back I, to oh, go ahead. And I was just gonna say, English is such a bastardized language. It was like French, English, oh, and Spanish, uh, Portuguese, yeah. uh, German. Yes. Like they they combined all of those, but before they ever even did anything. So I mean, like that's why we've got so many different words for the same damn thing. It's a melting pot of language. Hey, look it! They have two <laughs> words for the grudge in Japanese. Need I remind you? Okay. <laughs> I went over that under lore. Um, okay, so same shit, different day, Chicago building, people dying. Uh, the Just the, not by gunshots. Oh, my God, the cinema. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she's not taking yeah, near as Chicago many victims. Needs. I mean, she's definitely cleared out an entire building, that's for sure. But whether it's by death or just by fear is to be seen because they don't get into any of that. Um, just really... Bad character stories that wouldn't matter even if they gave them more of a backstory. Um, it would not impress me. Um, same kind of deaths of Kyoko finding a 
man alone and scaring him to death or actually physically hurting him. The woman in Japan that feels like she can make a change uh, just flat out tells her husband, you don't tell me what to do. Uh, I'm going to go make this happen. That doesn't happen in Japan. That's not a thing. Um, Is that what she told him? Yeah. She was like, I can make a change. I'm going to. And she's grabbing her stuff to go. And he's telling her, you need to get over it. Like, you are thinking way too hard about this. Um, long story short, we find out that she's Kyoko's sister. Uh, and they go to a scene where they show her watching Kyoko getting the demon's put into her, fed to her by her mother. Oh, my God. Um, so she tells the barely their tenants, which is t- some of the main characters, is a young girl that's a main character, horrible actress, and then there's a girl who's the main character of this whole thing, um, also a horrible actress, um, <laughs> that she needs to use them in a ritual. Uh, doesn't know these people, by the way. They like they. She's just like, hey, I've been coming around the building, and uh, I'm thinking about moving in, but I need you to be in a ritual. That's exactly how it is. I'm not <laughs> exaggerating at all. Um, and, you know what scene was actually pretty good the 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 intro death scene. The intro death scene. Yeah, where the kid gets killed. Yeah, that was that was the only good death scene. Well, what about the painting one? Okay, okay, that was a cool one. But okay, so the kid. Sorry. The kid from the second film that we discussed, who was in the building that witnessed all the weird shit happening, he is now in a crazy home, much like Karen. He's oh, okay. being under watch. Um, he's trying to tell them what's going on. He sounds oh, crazy. Oh, my God. They're and, not. And they had this daughter who has some kind of hit and miss. Breathing. Situation. It's so inconsistent. Oh, God. It's so retarded. bad. Uh, it's as inconsistent as us, our, t- our storytelling right now. Anyways, this kid, uh, he, he dies a pretty gruesome death by Keoko because nobody would believe him. He was begging them not to leave him alone. Uh, doctor walks away. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. Surprise. Something bad happened to him. Uh, his body to spoiler alert, stranger things a little bit, but Hey, you're going to see it. And it's really not any different. Uh, he gets every bone broken in his body, much like you get from stranger things. Okay. So that's how he died. Anyways. Yeah, the the part that sucked with the 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 guy was like a a, a supervisor of the of the building. He's supposed to be maintaining it. He got He's the like a janitor or a, a repairman building or building maintenance. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, so he was living there, but he has a daughter there and then he, his sisters all No, it's not his daughter. They're both his sisters. They're both his sisters, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> but but the 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 youngest sister, the one that has the breathing problems, it's such a horrible like she can hyperventilate over the littlest things and almost playing die. with dolls. But her playing but, with dolls, she'll just like. Ha, ha, but her, ha. but her screaming at the top of her head during this critical and part running, of the movie. Yeah, and it's fine. No big yeah, deal there. No, no breathing issues. Just it, it was very. It was so bad. Anyways, um, they try to perform the this uh ritual whatever, um, unsuccessfully because Keiko shows up. Um. The brother who has now been possessed by the husband in the original films, obviously, because um, why not? Um, yeah. He's just walking around the building doing random shit. There's nobody that lives there, but he cannot find the people that he's trying to murder. He's trying to stop the ritual. Um, the sister from Japan who is trying to make this happen, she walks out. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, this building is so high end that they're in. There's no way there would not be stacked full of people trying to get into it, regardless of what the murder it situation was. It was also run was. down, though, at this point. You could see the walls look kind of funky. No, compared to what you can get well, in Well, the actual, like, homes, the, the apartment buildings the actually look really nice. Yeah, they were. They There's were no like, way that those would be vacant. 
in think po- of the brownstone if in people in cities don't give a shit about murders so if there's <laughs> a, seriously so if oh, you yeah. have not in chicago Rosemary's baby yes yeah. the brownstone and rosemary baby think of the apartments to that caliber yeah. and there's also this horrible part in the movie where the girl has a t- an attack during the critical part and they got to get her to oxygen oh yeah so they go back to the place where the oxygen is supposed to be but it's all packaged up Oh, it's packaged up. It takes 10 minutes for them to get it undone and get it on her, and it takes her three seconds to Well, my big issue is the fact if she has this giant issue where she can just hyperventilate and die in a matter of minutes, <laughs> why isn't there something ready to give her, like, oxygen on What? It's like what a are sniper, we doing? It's like a sniper at the top of a building that has a target. He sees the target, and, the magazines. and then he's like putting the gun together to yes. get the target. It's like he's a sniper, but there's no bullets in the magazine. The magazine <laughs> isn't in, and 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 nothing set okay, up. Okay, let me get to the end of this because we need to stop talking about this shit show. <laughs> it is so bad. <laughs> the sister from Japan walks out to lure away the the brother who has taken over the uh, spirit, the STD of the dad, and relives the story again so she no, falls no. down she, she walks out oh, and yeah. he happens to be there oh okay yeah i thought he came in and she was trying to like get away or something no he, no no he... No. She, no she she was leaving after something had happened with the room or whatever Kyoko. yeah because she I forgot exactly what happened but she hyperventilated it was it was it was bad it, it was, was just... so messy. she gets tanya harding right in the knee so she doesn't actually break her ankle <laughs> Okay, she takes a lead pipe to the knee by uh, the STD of the husband, the dad, whatever. And uh, he doesn't break her neck, but he does. It's the it's a cool kill scene, not the best, but he just from behind stabs her right through the trachea. Does it trachea? He takes a sheetrock knife, mm-hmm. which if you understand, sheetrock <laughs> knives aren't the most. Yeah, they're durable, but no. they're not like super stout. And he punches it through. The back of her body, which is there's a lot of bone back there, and yes. it goes through that and then through her the middle of her chest area or neck. It's like, what are we doing? Okay, so now <laughs> she's out of the picture. Um, the the other sister that we also don't care about is, I don't know, getting attacked by Kyoko and the brother. I don't know. There's so much fucking going on in this particular time that everyone's dying. It's just like get it over with. Just well, die. Kyoko's going after them, I think, and then yeah. she so she runs into the bathroom trying to hide, and the girl gets out and ends up drinking the blood. Yes. Yeah, so the, so the sister from Japan. And for this, this is where you have another ritual. issue. Hold on, Hold on. wait. No. Let me talk about the ritual. The ritual was to drink this weird fluid that looked like no, blood. no, no, no. It was her sister's blood that had died. Mm-hmm. Why in the fuck did she have her sister's blood? Because that long. it gets to it at the end of the film. Okay, explain it. I'm listening. Okay. Part of this ritual was not to stop the badness, which is what she told these people. It was to... <sighs> Where'd she get her sister's blood from? She's a, They're fucking all witches, Noah. They were all Then why is witches. she living in a modern mega city? I don't know. Her sister's living in a modern mega, mega city. city. <laughs> Both of them are, technically. In a shoehorn f- fucking apartment. And she just happens to keep her blood, sister's blood on hand? Heck yeah, she does. Okay, do you understand where there's issues? No, not How at all, long that's she, what witches do. That blood didn't look very old. It looked brand new. <laughs> oh my God, Reverend's over here like, oh my God, I can't even with what's going on. Yeah, so uh, after uh, the sister drinks the blood and it's all over, Kayoko disappears. Um, the brother comes to a census, but then he gets okay. killed by the now revengeful spirit of the sister from Japan part of the ritual okay uh she 
kills him by by also stabbing him in the throat, I believe. Because yeah, you see him. Spot. Is it the trachea? Am I saying it right? Yeah, it's something like Yeah, that. right it's in the throat. In the esophagus. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. So anyways, uh, he's dead. Uh, other sister sees him. Okay, let's circle back to the blood. How long did she have that blood for? A long time, now. Okay. Did she have the proper means to store it? Did she understand how to store blood? You don't have to store it. Uh, yeah, the blood looked brand new. I have an issue with that. It, it would have to have anticoagulants in it, or it would have been, like, just black and completely, like, just sludge or something. Okay. It wouldn't have been. Do you understand why I have an issue with this? <laughs> it looked blood weird. Clots within, like, seconds after it's, like, drawn Well, it did look chunky, to be to... fair. It, there was chunks in the... Um, <laughs> no, it didn't. The bowl. Yes, it did. It looked chunky. We'll go back and watch <laughs> it. Anyway, <laughs> I don't, don't want to... I, we need to get. We need to stop talking about this. We need to get to the very no, end. No, it is. This is a critical because it's the structure of the story. We need to drink this blood. What about How the, the story? How the fuck did you store the blood? What about the story had structure except the fucking building they were in? That barely had structure because it was falling apart. It was falling apart worse than this movie was. So, well, excuse me, not worse than this movie. It was falling <laughs> I mean, that's, apart that's much like the story. That's a good meta narrative there. Yeah. So, you know, like. The building was falling apart. Anyways, the very, very end. We know that the sister from Japan is alive. And when I Excuse me. She is now a vengeful spirit. The sister, they're they're hugging. They've made it. It's okay. Nothing's ever going to hurt them again. The sister gives two hugs. She gives one hug to say, I love you, and we're going to be okay. We're going to get this together. Backs away, goes in for another hug. Nothing will ever hurt us. And the sister who drank the blood, which is the youngest one with the breathing issues, now is Kyoko. When she drank the blood, she became yeah. Kyoko. Worst day of my life. That was part three. Uh, the pros of this movie was that it wasn't that long. Um, the cons <laughs> of this movie was that I wasted close to two hours of my life watching it. The cinematography was horrible. You think, the music was okay. You think if the cinematography is going to suck and it's going to suck here and there, that you try to make the, the story a little bit tighter? Um, yes. And they did not use a contortionist by, by, by the way, there's no way because they used CGI and it was oh God. very choppy, but not yeah, in a scary no. way. It, I don't think they used CGI. It, it just, it looked. The cinematography that. sucked. Yeah, that did. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're doing like a stop still, um, frame breaks, you, it doesn't translate good. If you do a shitty job with the frame breaks. It was so um music was okay um the groan was still there uh a couple of cool death scenes but not worth a whole fucking movie um did they introduce any kind of like pop music into it they usually do that no, in the first <laughs> no. there's no new bobby brown song too uh. they didn't have the they didn't have the budget no, oh yeah the that. budget for this movie was definitely okay. low i'm curious they couldn't afford goo goo dolls then. I'm, okay i'm, I'm curious you, what is <laughs> I'm curious what the budget actually is for. Oh, okay, okay. Let me let me see if I can look that up real quick. Yeah, dude. Why do I it sound was, so echoey? I feel like I sound very it was echoey. So bad, man. Okay, hold so on. So bad. Um the And that's why it never made it to theaters. Like you watch this is something that should have been on like made for TV. By the way, this five film, million dollars. That, that sounds about right. And it only made wait. Okay, so, wow. I'm okay. Wait, no, this is you on the grudge. Never mind. I'm, I'm looking for the Grudge Three. Grudge Three. It it didn't. He it, Reverend, where did you get yours from? Uh, just from uh, Google. It says that it made uh, 1.8 million plus 38 million in DVD sales. No, so it made its money back the whole eventually. Franchise. No, that's the whole franchise. I think. There's no oh, way okay. this, this film okay. did not make 38. Yeah, because I saw that too, and I was like, oh wait, it did really well. And then I was like, oh wait a second, that's the whole. Uh, the franchise series. had to make more than 38 million. The franchise, it's no. well, that's DVD sales yeah, only. Did, no, 
No, this this made thirty eight million in DVD sales after yeah. the fact. So yeah, it was this, this movie. movie. Yeah, so they made their money but back. In, but in the box office at the theater, it only made one point eight million, so it lost money in the in the movies. This actually went to the theaters. That's what it says. Yeah. Holy shit! It was, dude. Oh my god! It was just oh my god! It was just the worst version of beating a dead horse. Um, what's the review on it? What's the what's the Rotten Tomato say about? Hold it? on, I'm I'm there right now. Uh, la, 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 la. 4.6 out of 10, just from IMDb. Oh, they're being nice. Uh, that's IMDb. Uh, from Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. uh, there's no tomato meter score, but the audience score gave it a 27%. Yes. And that's, that's right where I would place this. Yeah, easily. So that is The Grudge 3, everybody. I am so sorry that you had to listen to that for so long because, you know, of bouncing back and forth. But <laughs> They're whole, critical aspects of the movie. I, I'm not saying that they're not, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if the movie's in Fantasyland. We need to be consistent. Um, are we going to go into trivia now uh, before yes. we give scores of pretty much the Japanese and one and two of the American films? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go into the ratings after we go into the trivia for the American version. But yeah, we'll, we'll go into it. Okay. Um, so before filming, uh, the cast and crew went through a ceremony where they were blessed so that nothing bad could happen to them for, uh, for filming. So they actually went through and, uh, did something that a lot of other movies haven't. So I guess that's why there's no curse information, which is funny because it's a curse, but yeah. they, they avoided a, you know, an actual curse on the film. That's so kind of cool. Go. Didn't they start to do that on the, um, the set of the exorcist because so many bad things were happening. They finally started like doing yeah, blessings they, and stuff. They brought like priest in and. And yeah, they were blessing the set. Yeah, they did all kinds of stuff like that, which is funny because I mean, you know, actors come from like theater or training, and theater, you know, uh, people are all are very superstitious. So it doesn't surprise me that they wouldn't work that in. You yeah. know, I thought you were going to say idiots. <laughs> well, they're they're that clearly whenever they open their mouth to speak about politics, but <laughs> we won't go into that. Um. Unlike the other uh, Japanese horror remakes like The Ring, Dark Water, and Pulse, and One Missed Call, this was the only film out of all the others that actually remained in Japan instead of moving the story to America, which they we clearly said that they did later on in the series, yeah. but the original movie didn't. It was spiritually trans uh, transmitted, so, you know. <laughs> Uh, Jason Bear uh, met Katie Strickland on the set of the film and both began dating due to their interest in Japanese culture, which is why they accepted the roles in the film to begin with. And despite not sharing any scenes together, they eventually married two years later. Aww. So that's yeah. better love story go. than Twilight. <laughs> Um, Yu, Yuya Ozeki, uh, Takako Fuji, and uh, Takashi uh, Matsuyama all appeared in Jew on the Grudge, Jew on the Grudge 2, uh, the Japanese films upon this were based, and uh, all replaced and all reprised the roles as the doomed uh, Seki family. So they, they yeah. all came back over and, and redid the roles. That is one of my favorite things uh, about this franchise is that you never really see that. And I mean, they're just really good at what they do, you know? Consistency. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it kept consistency. I agree. It, it helped. Uh, the snapping and popping sounds that accompany the appearance of Kaiko Siki was made with a hair comb. How? <laughs> I don't know, but that's what it says. That's, that's just weird. Uh, the open mouth gasping sound of the ghost was made by director Takashi Shimizu. So okay, that, Takashi, that kind of... tell us. <laughs> 
so that kind of like, you know, not only is there the death rattle, but there's also if you, and that's the thing I like about the American version more, uh, is that whenever Kaiko appears, you also hear her before she shows up, you also hear like almost like she's gasping yeah, for breath. Which, I mean, is explained in the films who, what, where, when, yeah. and why. So, yeah, she had her neck snap. So that's the reason she makes the sounds that she does. Uh, while filming the infamous shower scene, which we didn't bring up, but this is the movie that everybody freaked out about when it came out because the hand came out of her hair yeah. while she was like showering. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller discovered she was allergic to Japanese water uh, as, as it caused her skin to itch. So as to properly film the scene safely, she was dressed in a black hefty bag from the waist down and a, and, and a little tube top up top to be able to get as the least amount of exposure to Japanese water as possible. It just sounds weird that you're allergic to water of all things. Well, that's how they treat it, and I don't know if there's something maybe in the treatment of it that affected Either that, her. Maybe they didn't treat it that much, and yeah. it's more natural, so there's a lot of other stuff that's I know that, much it. like Mexico, you don't drink Japanese tap water, so maybe that's what it was. Um, if that's the case, why not like make a fake shower? You know, I, I don't know. Why couldn't they have got like Dasani or something and like just imported it and like, yeah. I mean, that wouldn't have jacked their budget up that much. No. And there's bottled water in Japan that is not Japanese water. So <laughs> there's American <laughs> products in Japan. Like they, they are big on that shit. So I don't know. Anyways. Or what they could have done creatively is they could have done the thing where, you know, there's the scene where it shows like the blackened water, you know, that, that, the you know, in the, the bathtub, whenever the guys, you know, showing the house off, yeah they could have turned the water black partway through her taking the shower. And it could have been something else entirely that was, you know, and, that she was taking a shower in and, and done away with. The, and she'd only been exposed for like a second or two of the water before it turned. Or Just you know what? Out there. You could have used a body <laughs> double. <laughs> I mean, come on! Uh, You're telling me there's not a white girl out there that would look like Sarah Michelle Gellar from behind? Calm down. Uh, <laughs> they had a budget that. for someone to play that for five minutes. Um, on the DVD and Blu-ray commentary, Sarah Michelle Gellar remembers that Jason Barrett had previously guest starred on the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer with her, but she did not remember that Clea Duvall, who also appeared in one story, uh, uh, was uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode Out of Mind, Out of Sight, uh, as a girl who turns invisible. This was because Sarah Michelle Gellar never actually had any scenes with Duval's character while she was visible, so the actress has never actually <laughs> met. But it's kind of a slight. They're sitting there talking. It's like, oh, yeah, we work together. And then Cleo Duval's over in the corner. It's like, bitch, I was on that yeah. show. What oh. the fuck are you talking about? What, did you ever meet me on set, bitch? Dang, come at me. <laughs> At around 10 minutes uh, on their way to the graveyard, Karen and Doug pass three schoolgirls on the street, which is a reference to Azumi and her friends, uh, Charu uh, and uh, Miyuki from the original Jew on the Grudge. Uh, their storyline would eventually be adopted, like you all said, into the Grudge 2. Oh, my God. Uh, a sequel, which became The Grudge 2, 2006, was greenlit on the Monday after the surprise success of the first weekend's box office of more than $39 million. Remember, the movie was made for 10 so yeah. 39 in the first weekend was already profit. Oh, my God. Uh, ticket sales declined by the second weekend, however, by at least 43%, Whoa. only earning $21.8 million the next weekend. Uh, despite this, it was still a massive su success and became the first horror film to top the Halloween box office since House on Haunted Hill in 1999. <laughs> Go back and it listen would, if you want to hear our reviews on that. Yeah, we have covered that. It would hold the title for the highest grossing first weekend of a horror remake until 2009 when Friday the 13th, starring Jared Padalecki, Moose. finally overtook it. <laughs> 
Um, Kaiko's signature croak, as also referred to the death rattle, comes from the fact her husband snapped her neck uh, but hadn't killed her, and she was trying to breathe through a broken windpipe. Uh, her stumbles also come across from the fact that her ankle broke as she was trying to run away from him. She's covered in blood because he slashed her repeatedly with a box cutter. Uh, the scene that implies this was cut from the film to, re- to receive a PG-13 rating, and it was restored in the unrated cut. The only film in the American remake trilogy that features Kaiko covered in blood is this one. Uh, and all subsequent films, she is completely clean with no blood stains. Although in The Grudge 3, which we just discussed, uh, Jake Kimball mentions he saw her covered in blood, even though she's right. never covered in blood. So there's another reason why that movie sucks. He mentions something that never actually happens in the movie. Yeah, um, in the third film, it was. I feel like it was only a few times that she was covered in blood. Like it was inconsistent, if you will. Although the house was built entirely on a soundstage for the American version, the actors and cast still had to take off their shoes to enter to be respectful. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's a that's a big thing. Even my daughter had questions about that. She's like, "Why are they doing that?" And I'm like, "That's a big thing in Japan. Like that's a big old huge sign of respect." It's not that. We do that in our own house. Why? So you don't track dirt in the house. Uh, in our house, we prefer you keep your shoes on to protect your feet from whatever is residing in our carpets because our carpet is shit. I hate it. Well, they claim that uh, people in Appalachia don't even wear shoes. Yeah, so, so you, that, know. <laughs> you know. I like that style. <laughs> uh, Takashi Sh- Shimizu was eager to work on a remake of his own film as he saw it as an opportunity to improve and fix some of the perceived problems and flaws that were present in the original film, which he did. So that that I think that's neat that he got a chance to go back and you know do a, uh, got a redo on it. Yeah. Um, he did not speak any English or and still doesn't, so they had to have a translator on set in order for him to direct the cast and crew who didn't understand Japanese. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, in an interview, Katie Strickland said that uh, everybody loved working with him, with the director, as he made the set a surprisingly fun place to be. She said he would often sneak up behind cast members and do the death rattle in a playful attempt to scare them. <laughs> I would totally be doing that shit. I'd be so unprofessional. <laughs> Uh, at around 17 minutes, according to the DVD and Blu-ray commentary by the cast and crew, the first appearance of the cat, uh, right when Karen picks up uh, Kaiko's journal, was not, in fact, a real cat, but it was a fake cat held by a cat or a cat crew <laughs> member racing it in front of the camera. So they basically had a fake cat. They were just, like, you know, sticking in front of the camera at that point. It was uh, uh, <laughs> It was Salem. <laughs> It was working. Salem from uh, the Sabrina series. Oh, it was that exact working. fake cat. <laughs> no, we're, no we're, that's not trivia, folks. We're just we're, we're in our head cannon. That's what it was. <laughs> Selma Blair was the first choice for the lead role, which ultimately went to Sarah Michelle Gellar. Both previously collaborated on Cruel Intentions and briefly in Scream Two from 1997. So mm. I, I wonder if the two hate each other because they were. you know, in contention for the same roles. Um, I don't know, but what do you make of that? How do you think Selma Blair in, in reference? I don't know if Sarah Michelle Gellar was working with what she was given, but she was not great. She wasn't, I I got to, I'm glad you brought this up because I totally forgot to mention it. She is not a strong actress. I brought this up to you in the, in the comments. She is not the strongest actress of her generation, especially not in this movie at all. Like it, I feel like she's kind of like there, Yeah. but like I've seen better performances from her. I mean, obviously it was later on, you know, in Buffy, but like she did, I don't know. Like I just didn't feel like she was, she really added much to the movie Mm -mm. other than the fact that, 
it's Buffy in a movie. Let's, you know, let's, yeah, you know, that's let's the thing is, it. she was a great Buffy, but that doesn't translate well into other films where we need you to be more than the vampire slayer. <laughs> uh, somebody uh, that I work with, I mentioned I was doing this podcast and he, he brought it up and he said that uh, she has the worst like responses to like fear in a movie ever, like her scream <laughs> and just like her. And I can't disagree when he mentioned, I was like, you're right. I mean, it really is. Uh, <laughs> it really is pretty bad seeing her react to everything. Um, the unexpected success of the American remake of The Ring uh, is what led Sony Pictures to finally having the confidence to greenlight the uh, uh, American remake of Jew on the Grudge. So it was The Ring that actually, you know, led into this one. Even though they came out the same year, it was kind of like, you know, they they kind of saw the success there and they kind of went along with it. And I must have had a tight turnaround because they got them out the same time. Yeah. Um, Detective Nakagawa is a uh, composite character, like I said. He's Detective uh, Kenichi Nakagawa from the original Juwan the Grudge, but his personality and actions are closer to that of retired Detective Yuji Toyama. Uh, like Toyama, he lost his colleagues to the curse and also tries to burn the house down in, in this film. The film reveals that Kaiko got her revenge on her homicidal husband by ripping his jaw off and then strangling him. I don't remember it showing that. This is in this thing, but I don't, unless they, they talk about it, I don't remember seeing it. Um, Tosho's ghost then proceeds, like you said, to swing his hanging corpse in the room, causing the loud banging noises. Mm -hmm. Although the plot element was not present in the original Juwan, uh, Takio's death was already seen in Juwan, uh, the previous film, uh, where he's killed in the streets. It was actually lifted from the original film's sequel, where a similar thing happens to Tomaka and uh, Nor Noritaka, who visited the house uh, in, in The Grudge 2. Uh, so that, and Kaiko hangs both of them with her hair. So oh. that's kind of like a... Uh, so I guess that's that's how he died. But I don't remember... I don't think the film elaborates that very mm -mm. well. They might have got that from... Yeah. I don't know. I just saw feet hanging, dangling, and you knew that he was hung, whether he did it himself or was hung. And then you see Toshio playing with him like a cat would a dangling toy. So, you know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Yoko is uh, is killed when uh, Kaiko drags her into the attic and rips her jaw off. She's the one that's the, she's the actual one that Karen has sent there to replace, by the way. I, don't, I yeah. didn't mention that earlier, but, like, she's the one that Karen has to fill in for because she's – you know, not called into work for a couple of days. Uh, and then either her possessed corpse or uh, uh, Onrio kills Alex, uh, Ted Raimi. This plot element's not present original, but it's us, but it's from where Kana seemingly comes back and kills her mother. Mm -hmm. um, Takako Fuji has uh, pyrophobia, a fear of fire, uh, which uh, made filming the ending rather difficult when Karen attempts to burn the house down to finally end the curse. So uh, the Kaiko actress is actually afraid of fire. So wow. that's not that's not good for her. That. But in the original Japanese, she kept them from burning the house down, so I guess she didn't have to worry yeah. about it then. Well, the house doesn't burn down the, either, technically, in the first film. So well, actually, it doesn't burn down at all, as far as we know. <laughs> The body count in this one is only nine, which is down quite a bit from the 17 we mentioned in the original. Uh, you've got Doug, Matthew, Jennifer, Susan, Detective Nakagawa, Yoko, Peter, Emma, and Alex. Eleven if you count the real estate agent Suzuki and Detective Igarashi, who were confirmed dead in deleted scenes, but oh. never actually shown in the movie. Okay. Uh, Karen is the only main character to survive the events of the film. Uh, Peter is also the only character that wasn't killed by the curse. Rather, he committed suicide. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, th 
the three ghosts in the film were long dead by the events of the film. So this one, it's not like the original grudge where it's like been semi close to the original thing happening. This one takes place way after. And I think the 2020 sidequel slash reboot, actually there's a family that moved in right before the family in this film. And then they go back to New York before the curse fully takes effect and they start spreading it in New York. And that's what that film's about. In case you're wondering what the, What's that? I said STDs. Yep, it's uh, spreading all over. Uh, in the film, Karen finds Kaiko's journal and curiously looks through it, uh, coming upon a torn photo of Peter Kirk slotted inside. While it seems insignificant early on, the film later reveals that Kaiko was in the background of the picture the whole time, heavily implying that she had stalker tendencies, which they, <laughs> they show later on. Oh, boy, does uh, she. So, um, all right time for it what are our ratings of these movies i mean i can't give ratings for the sequels because i didn't watch them but i can't give the between the the original and the and the and the remake basically um are we going with the japanese one first oh with the original yeah, duh. Sure. okay yeah um i'm gonna it's it wasn't scary but i'm gonna give it a 3.5 and i'm gonna defend my decision because I think it was the start of something really scary and it wasn't anything that we had had before. And not only that, the movie itself, it had, even though it bounced around a lot, it gave details that you, you kind of needed for the character storylines itself. Because later on there's storylines that I could care less about, but it was still scary. So it kind of, there was a kind of a trade off. So my official, I give three and a half corpses. What about Noah? Um, the Japanese one, I, give, I actually give it a four out of five. The, the big thing is it, it set a, it set a new type of uh, story in play. Like, what's the one thing that Hollywood always has an issue with? Coming up with an original idea. And I, <laughs> That's I think, true. I, I think they did a good job of bringing an original idea. They, they might have executed it to the degree to make it a horror, but the idea it came up with was hella good. I'm going to rate it a little bit less than you guys. Uh, I, to me, it's a three. I mean, I, I, it's not an average movie by any means, uh, which is why I'm giving it a three. I think it's the lore that picks it up, just like you all were talking about. It's something new, and I like what they worked into it. I just feel like when you go back and watch it, especially versus the American version, you can tell that it's more, he's, uh, you know, the, the director is, is, uh, is kind of an amateur, uh, you know, at that point he's, he's worked on it a couple of times and he's improved it from the previous, you know, direct to, to video films, but he's still not quite, you know, gotten, I mean, it's still got kind of a cheaper look to it based on the, you know, what they had to work with. And, and there's certain elements that don't work as well. So that's kind of, to me, it's a, th- a in the three rating. And but I, I do like the lore that was created around it. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so, what are your thoughts about the American version? Uh, to me, they're five out of five. Both of them. Yeah, the one and two. Yeah. Okay. Anything to elaborate on that, or? No, they 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 did an amazing job of building the tension of what you should get out of a horror movie. Uh, there's a lot of scenes that you don't quite know what's going to happen. Like, sometimes you get the horror movies, you can almost identify what's going to happen. This movie did a really good job of making it hard to identify what was going to happen a lot of times. Yeah. Um, It's, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with a four for number one and a 4.5 for number two. They were both 
scary. I mean, these things had me. You heard, you heard me today. I was having a hard time recording <laughs> the fucking groan because I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, I don't want to listen to this, you know. Um, they did a good job, you know, just bringing it to America, uh, literally, and in the movie. You know, so while I could sit and pick apart some things, the ultimate goal of this movie was to go and watch it and to be scared. Um, I re- the hard part was that I really, really liked the storyline, and this is why they're not fives for me, is because, yes, it took the storyline, and it kind of, sometimes it even took it a little further, gave it a little bit more to go with. Um, but something about that original lore that just, you know, sticks with me and makes it that much better, and I don't know, I really don't feel like the American characters really did it that great of a job, but they also, like I said, they kept it scary, they tried to keep it consistent, it's a good, it's a good movie. I so. thought Sarah Michelle Geller did a pretty good job for the role she played. Uh, I mean, she definitely played a Karen in, very well. In that, in that movie, I thought <laughs> I, I thought her character came out good. I I she was way better I'm in the not, second film. I'm not saying that because she died. I'm saying she was a lot more convincing in the second, and it was almost sad that her character didn't last longer because she had better emotion in the second film. She emoted a lot better than she did in the first film. So that, that could have been, I mean, just thinking back on it though, the fact that, uh, Takeshi never, uh, or, you know, uh, didn't speak, you know, English that might've been able, you know, a little bit harder for her to get what, she, you know, he couldn't get out of her, what he might've wanted as far as like her, you know, like acting too. And that might've played a part. I call bullshit. He had translators. Okay. <laughs> Lost in translation. So yes. Anyway. So, uh, yes, for a four for the first one and a 4.5 for the second. Yeah, I, I just kind of I viewed the the movie in its entirety. I mean, the actors were good, but all the other parts of the movie really carried it for the most part. The the way the story is structured, the lead up, the build up, the tension, all these unknown factors made it really, and it was a tangible threat. That's what made it really good too. I, w- I waver on the American one between a three point seven five and a four, and it just depends on the day, really. Because you know, I got through watching, I thought a four, and then I thought about it, and it went down a little bit. But I, I think that's just being nitpicky. I'm more probably settle on a four just to give it that. But I mean, it's it's a definite improvement, obviously, to me over the original, like three versus a four, you know, whatever. Just the 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 like we all the things we covered, the lighting, the the music. Uh, I mean, you could tell that the, you know, the director took what he knew worked for the original. He, you know, he, he made it better in the second one, especially the story, the way that it felt, you know, came across, it was a lot easier to, to gel together in one sitting versus having to go back and watch it multiple times. The only thing that kind of like limits it a little bit for me is the fact that it it's missing some of those the creep factor of the original movie, like I said, where there's like things happening in the background more often that they don't really that stand out as much. And I think they could have added those in plus the way that they did the the the, the original movie and it wouldn't have taken away from it as much. Yeah. And there's a there's by the end of the movie. I, I kind of was, I feel like they showed Kaiko just a little too much. Yeah. I, I hate to say that, but when she's coming down the steps, like the, that scene takes a little too long. It shows a little too much of her and like, it takes the mystique out of that character. Mm-hmm. I feel like she works better and quick, you know, punches or whatever versus just like, you know, slowly, you know, doing the Reagan spider walk down the, the staircase type situation. Yeah. Uh, it's creepy, but I mean, they, they I think they should have cut away a little bit quicker than they did in that. Just 
so that it didn't linger as much because it i don't know it, it the more you see it's just like that's my same reason why i think you know ethan hawk was fine and black phone the way he was because the less you see of the monster the more impact it is whenever they come back you know yeah. there's your, your mind can create more uh, fill in the gaps a little bit better that way and you don't have it just you know whatever they're giving you on the on the camera that way well yeah and not only that the longer you get to look at her it's almost like the less scary she becomes exactly yeah. so 100%. that was one of the biggest issues in the third installment as besides that thing just being hot garbage is that they showed her a lot <laughs> and her i'll get well, well noah and i are definitely going to rate that after we finish this so um oh you didn't get to rate the second one though huh you're not i didn't i didn't watch it so That's i fine. can't rate the second one you know what um, for shame <laughs> But I might go back and watch it now. I just always assumed that it wasn't, you know, like it, it just never, I mean, I don't know at the time I never got into it. And just for this, I, you know, we were yeah. mainly comparing the, you know, the Japanese versus the American. So I didn't, you know, no, go it, into it. It definitely makes sense. Uh, babe, number three, number three, my lord. Oh, one. Oh, one. Wow. <laughs> He's being a lot more generous than I am. Cause I'm giving this thing a half. I got up literally and walked out so many times to go do other things. I was like, I literally got up to go outside to fill up a water mat that I got for my dogs <laughs> so they could play in it because this movie, it was so horrible. And not only that, like I said, they showed her a lot in the second one and her makeup was terrible. The porn parody makeup was way better. You know what they could have added to that movie and made it better? Uh, a scene where the main character is talking about queefs because we, as we've realized <laughs> from the, the female Ghostbusters, that improves everything. It, oh my God. Number three was just terrible. It was, um, it was the extension of this series that we did not need. Um, like I, I hear really bad things about the 2020 version and I don't know if you read any reviews about it. Or they're like, it's it just, was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it's just over. We're over it. Like, it's just too much. Like they didn't do anything different. And it's like, well, I mean, they tried to do something a little different than three. I can't tell you which one would be better, but I can tell you it wasn't <laughs> worth the time. Yeah. There was a couple kills, but I mean, I'd rather see like quick clips. Like, you know how you go on YouTube, you're like yeah, best death scenes in this movie. That's just break it down. Like they were doing better off. Instead of making the, the Grudge 3, to start a whole new Grudge timeline on in America. I, want, I think they were trying to do that with the fact that now she has a sister. It just didn't stick. Yeah, but I'm not saying, though, it take remove the whole entire Japanese aspect mm -hmm. from it and just make it an American thing. Which they could Here, have done because technically there was an American Kyoko at the end of the second movie, which I thought was cheesy as fuck. But it works. It, it made sense. Now you have this person that has been consumed by this curse, and now she's going to continue it. So it would it, it makes sense. Uh, I've got a question for you. Would Buster, uh, would Buster Rhymes and being included in the movie and killing Kaiko at the end of it have improved it? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people say that that's the best part of Halloween Resurrection. Oh, my God. The only only, only to... if he says Buster Rhymes when he does it, like he is a Buster Rhymes. <laughs> the only way to improve both those movies is to throw them in the fire. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Bad. Burn dude. the house down with the movie inside yeah. of it. That's what you need to do. Pretend we never made it. Oh, waste of my <laughs> life. Um, now, I, I will briefly touch on before we end you know, the show or whatever, that um, there is a series available on Netflix, and it did get a lot of attention, uh, both good and bad. 
good because it's got a really good storyline. You're talking about it's all in Japanese. There's you're gonna have to have subtitles on, um, and it does break it down by each character in different episodes. So it's kind of like the first few movies where you get you know this person's story, this person's story, blah, blah, blah. Um, But the negative attention it got, the first thing I read about this was how horrific the rape (coughs) scene is in the first episode. And I'm going to go with it was not horrific. Rape is horrific in itself, but we've seen it in movies before. If you watch it, 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 then they didn't watch the series, if that's the statement they're making. Because if you watch the series, the whole idea of her being raped kind of falls apart. Yeah. It it it's like she was intentionally doing that. There was something, yes, but you kind of, if you if you paid attention in the first episode before the rape happens, there's something you can infer that this wasn't horrific, like it's they made even, it out to be. It's not even that after the fact. I, I didn't see the I didn't see the after. I kind of saw bits and pieces of the next few not episodes. Even, but the girl, okay, the girl's life's already fucked up. Oh yes. So she was using it as a position to take the guy and use him as a um, a tool mm-hmm. to help kill her mom. Yes. So it, it it almost it's it's like it's it's a horrific way of female empowerment if you will. Uh Oh god. Yes, and it's not only that there's the scene I found this to be hilarious. She blackmailed the dude. She she let it happen then she used all mm-hmm. the evidence to blackmail. She also fucked the girl over because the girl okay, he had a girlfriend and the girl uh, the girlfriend was the one that they took her to this house. She was one of the teenagers. She's new to the school. The girl that gets raped by the way, the quotation mark victim. She's new to the school, and they're like, hey, do you like cats? We're going to go look at cats at this fucking haunted house, whatever. That's how it happens. There's a guy there. The guy's girlfriend is the one that basically she had him rape this girl. But as it turns out, after they end up leaving the house, the girl that was got raped gave her a dirty look like, I just took your man, bitch. Like, it was, I yeah. thought it was hilarious. Because he was walking her home. She was so scared because she saw Kaoko and she, I don't know. Okay, I, I, we don't need to go into that because it is the same story. But... Um, she convinces the guy she's so scared and needs him to protect her, and he does it. He leaves his girlfriend and goes and takes his rape victim home. And no, no. That's not what happened? He didn't take her home. Oh, he just... It, it's inferred that he <laughs> she, walked her home. No, she she asked him, and he was just like, no, and he just left. No, but, but she ends up getting him into the blackmail later on. Yeah, so... Anyways, uh, the series, for the first, I don't know, 2.5 episodes that I was involved with, worth watching. Uh, in my opinion i think it's pretty good so uh, a lot of sex in it weird japanese sex we're talking two three pumps it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't make any sense because the movie takes place in the 80s and the japanese culture is very very over the top conservative oh yes so this this, to see them part see all the young kids at 18 or whatever 16 partying at a disco is like this is this feels way out of place yeah whatever yeah I'm not the only one thinking this. So when you say over the top Japanese sex, is there tentacles involved? No, no, I no, mean, no, no, no. It wasn't on. over the top. It was just, it's just, it's not, it's just, their, their, their portrayal of sex is, is funny. It's, it's very comedic because it's like, he's just on his like pump, pump, pump. Oh, I came. Like, it's, it, I was oh laughing. God. I was like, oh my God. It's, there's nothing sexual about it. Like, if my kids so had saying, seen it, they would have been like... So he's a three-pump chump. Is that what you're trying yes. to say? He gets well, one past the two. Well, he, 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 he 
rapes the girl, then he turns around and he turns around and has sex with his girlfriend afterwards. Which also looks funny. Like it's just him on top of the couch, just like <laughs> doing these weird pumps again. It doesn't look like sex. Uh, I would not want my kids to see this, not because I wouldn't want them to see something sexual. I don't. We that's a hard no for movies. But also I don't want them to think that that's what sex is. <laughs> <laughs> not how that's not how sex works that's so. not how sex works it does that's not how it looks at all so um anyways so that's all i have to say about that but yeah, yeah. Go, go see the tv show it's on netflix it's actually pretty good yeah it, it's it's way see, better than know, some of the films you know what i like about the tv show you probably didn't pick it up because you weren't paying attention yeah but I was over the whole if, series if you listen to like the tvs and the radios going on in the background they're talking about all the weird shit going on yeah which is a nice, good fucking... Okay. Yeah, but if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it all because it's subtitles. No, so, I know So it's you subtitles. have to be reading it, what's going on. I did read that. Yeah, there's 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 moments where different weird shit's happening. and But if you listen to it, you, it they talk about different murders coming up. And it, it's not so much by the ghost. It's by, like, fucked up people. Yeah. Well, you don't quite know because, like, uh, in the first, the first episode... Uh, when the girl comes home before the mom's like, you know, you seduced your father and blah, 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 all the weird shit happens. It's on, it's on the news. They're talking about weird shit that's going on. So yeah, there's, there's like a scene where this guy, he's driving in a car with this kid oh, yeah. and he's playing some weird shit on the radio and the kid pulls the cassette cassette out and then he pulls over and he beats the shit the kid. You're like, wow, that's wild. Yeah. And Why would like, you beat this kid? And then and when, if you're paying attention to it. No, the guy was picking up kids and murdering them, and he that happened to be one of the kids he yes. had, he picked up. It's pretty okay. cool. They have it, it. It's it's lots of detail, but it it's it's just good. I don't know how else to say it without giving away too much stuff. So, I, I like that whenever films and and TV shows do that in the background because that's one of the benefits that TV and you know film has versus like other mediums is that yes. they can show you the story in the background and fill in the gaps where, you know, just visually or, you know, through just audio cues or something. So yeah. that, that, that's neat when they do that. And not only that, watching this was a little bit of a refresher. Now, granted, I had watched part three right before we started watching this. So maybe that was just I needed a palate cleanser. Um, so take that in mind. But even though they were they had you know, bits of the story that was intertwined with what you're seeing on the series. It didn't feel like same shit, different day. It, it, well, this is like, it's like a prequel. It's a prequel leading yeah. up to all these different scenarios. It's it. Yeah. There, so. it, it's, it's a prequel and there's different ghosts is what it is like different. Di Cause you're interacting in different cause it's origins is what it is. Oh yes. It's, it's called origins. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So basically okay. you, you have different people that died under those circumstance scenarios is what it is. And I realized we did not discuss. We just said the Grudge series on Netflix. It's called The Grudge Origins. So, or Jew on Origins. Is it Jew on yeah. Origins? Okay. So, anyways, that's it. It's a good watch. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm just going to do a quick shout out before the plugs to Emily that I work with. She's uh, deathly afraid of the death rattle. So, there you go. Uh, enjoy this. And uh, what kind of plugs do you all have? Nothing. The usual. <laughs> hey, Hot Mess Express just came back for uh, a show. It was my birthday show because uh, La Urena hit 40,000 years. So, <laughs> you know, th there was a, a small celebration, of course. Um, and uh, I won't be I won't say that it's anything consistent. Uh, gas is a little cray right now. At least one of the girls won't be able to make it as frequently. So I don't know how often we're going to be doing shows, but. Um, and then, uh, of course, Blue Collar BS, which is where um, Death Holler first made its appearance. 
they are on every Friday nights, 8 p.m.-ish, California time. I say California because, you know. We're live. Yes, they are always live. <laughs> um, so you can catch them if you if you want to do that. And then Death Holler, we just try to come to you, you know, at least monthly with uh, whatever show. Because currently, right now, we are in the ghost season. Uh, haunted, uh, ha- what is it? Haunted Hearts and Haunted Homes? Uh, that or the reverse. It's close enough, yeah. <laughs> Tomato, <laughs> potato. Phone it in. <laughs> haunted homes are, and haunted hearts is what I say. You know what? Yeah, Listen to the enough. disclaimer and you'll hear me say it, okay? <laughs> um, and the next movie that we'll be covering is obviously Ringu and the Ring. Uh, I have already watched the American version and uh, I have some thoughts that I've already shared a few with Urena off, off air, but yes. we'll get into that. Um, I, just a little tip to people. When you go to hire people for actors in your movies, make sure that they, they, they can pass off being regular folks. I mean, uh, and I'll <laughs> leave it at that until we get to the, the full discussion. Oh Some people goodness. in Hollywood maybe are too pretty to be just considered everyday people. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, so that anyway. was so funny. <laughs> um, so, um, and, and with that, peace be with you. And with your spirit. <laughs>